don't do it if you think like it's just what you should do. Don't do it because it seems like it would be fun. And lastly, do not start a podcast if your goal is to make money from the podcast. Wait, don't do it, at least not yet. Before you embark on the massive project of starting your own podcast, I want to share with you in this episode of Build Your Tribe some things you really need to know in order to save you time, money, and tons of headaches. My name is Shalene Johnson. I am the co-host of Build Your Tribe and The Shalene Show, two podcasts I started back in 2014. I've released thousands of episodes. I've interviewed hundreds of guests, racked up a combined 95 million downloads and counting. I don't know actually where we're at today. And these shows today earn us seven figures, but it hasn't been easy. I'm going to share with you some things that are going to simplify that process and actually even help you figure out if, in fact, this is the next right step for you. Having a podcast is awesome, and it feels like everybody and their brother has one today. So as an entrepreneur, there's probably a side of you who's thinking, I have an Instagram, I have a TikTok, and it just seems like everybody else has a podcast, so I guess I should have a podcast too. Well, I'm here to tell you that I don't think that everyone needs a podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to help you figure out if, in fact, it is the right step for you. And if you do decide that it is, in fact, the next right step, I'm going to share with you the steps that you'll need to follow through, like what it takes to start a podcast. Listen, I've made all the mistakes starting back when I did, at that point, not everyone had a podcast, but a lot of podcasts were becoming more and more popular. It wasn't something we were monetizing in the beginning. In fact, there's some early episodes where I recorded conversations between myself, my husband, and our business partner, wherein I was really trying to decide, like, why am I doing this? Like, what is my purpose? What is my objective? I have produced too many episodes at times, like my production schedule was too intense and it really stressed me out. There's been times where I didn't produce enough episodes and our subscribers and listeners dramatically dropped. There have been times where I just didn't have the right people in place, thought I would save time and money if I did the editing myself. We've made mistakes in terms of advertising and sponsors, places to host the show, promotions, you name it. If there's a mistake to have been made, and fixed, we've probably done it. So I want to start by walking you through the right steps so that you can avoid making a lot of the mistakes that we made simply because I just started. Like I didn't take a course. I did one phone call with an expert. At the time, John Lee Dumas had produced a podcast that came out like I think seven days a week. He was known as kind of like the guy with podcasts. I don't know where he's ranked now. I don't even know if he still has that podcast, but I remembered listening to one of his episodes and hearing that he had a paid coaching session and it was a pretty outrageous amount for a half hour, but I booked that session simply because I just wanted him to answer one question for me. And sometimes you will save yourself tons of time and money by paying, investing in the expert who can give you the right answer. And my question was, I've got two ideas for a show. I'm going to launch both of them. Don't talk me out of that. But do I launch them both at the same time or do I stagger it? And he gave me the reasoning why I should launch them both at the same time. And it was great advice at the time. I don't know if that would be the advice I would give someone today. In fact, it probably is not. But at the time, it was great because it was pretty easy to show up on Apple Podcasts, new and noteworthy. And so that's what happened because both shows, due to my email list, 
I had everybody subscribing to both shows at the same time, on the same day, same week. So that put both shows side by side in the new and noteworthy category of Apple Podcasts, which in and of itself garnered so many new subscribers to both shows. So the first thing I want you to ask yourself is, why do you want to start a podcast? Like, what is the objective? Why do you want to do this? Is it to reach a new audience? If it's to reach a new audience, then you definitely 1000% need to follow one of the steps we're going to talk about in a moment, which is starting a YouTube channel for your podcast. But maybe it's just because you want to market yourself. You want a way to be able to show other podcasters that you are a great podcasting guest. I personally think one of the best ways to grow your brand, your opportunity, and to monetize the space of podcasting is to become a really popular guest on shows that are already getting millions of downloads. Like that's the ultimate goal, in my opinion. Like any of my students who come to me, I'm like, don't worry about starting a podcast, like get on other people's podcasts. However, having said that, nine times out of 10, when someone is pitched to me to be on my show, or I'm considering putting someone on my show. Maybe I saw them on stage. I saw a TikTok or an Instagram, and I'm thinking about putting them on my podcast. First thing I do is go and look to see if they have a podcast, not because I'm looking to see their downloads or like, I just want to hear, do they know how to be succinct? Do they teach well? Do they have a professional microphone? What is their style when people are only hearing them and not seeing them on short form video? So if that's one of the reasons why you're considering starting a podcast, I think that's a great one. If it is your objective to simply share knowledge and brand yourself or create a reputation as an expert, I think that's a decent reason. I think it's also a fantastic reason to start a podcast because you need a form, a long form way of connecting with your community that doesn't disappear. It's an amazing opportunity to connect with people when you're in their ear, like when they're listening to your voice. And oftentimes when people are listening to a podcast, they're like not doing something else that requires brain power, especially a show like this where it's a business show. People are really paying attention. They're listening to the cadence of your voice. And you can spend hours and hours and hours. In fact, I would love to know, have you listened to hours of content from myself and Brock on Build Your Tribe? Because it is a great way to build that reciprocity with an audience member. It's far different than watching a 60-second reel or 15-second TikTok. Like you don't create the same type of connection, emotional connection that is required for someone to know, like, and trust you. So if that's one of the ways that you like, you need more time to explain the things and talk about the things that you do with your business or your brand, then a podcast might be a great way to do that. I think another good reason to start a podcast is if you're doing it to hone in on your messaging. It will teach you how to be succinct, how to teach better, how to communicate your message. It will help you to sort through your own ideas and communicate them, express them with more clarity. I also think it's a wonderful way to network and collaborate. I can't tell you how many times I get these emails from someone who is like, hey, I really like what you're doing and I'd love to take you out to lunch. You know, I'm going to be in town on this day. Can I take you out to lunch? I'm like, who is this person? I don't even have time to go out to lunch with my husband. And frankly, I can pay for my own lunch. Like it's a stranger. There's really no reason why I'm going to network with them because we just don't have enough time. Like I'm not being rude. Like you have to prioritize your time. However, there's been 
countless occasions where I get a message from someone who has a very small podcasting community, but there's something about them that I really like them, or maybe they're one of my Marketing Impact Academy students, and I want to collaborate with them. I want to be on their show, and in doing so, it's an opportunity for them to network with me. For myself personally, I can't tell you how many times there's something I wanted to learn, whether it's like YouTube shorts or starting a membership, and I will interview the expert on the subject. And it's like, I hate to say it, but it's like getting free advice one-on-one and you're building, well, I wouldn't say it's a relationship, but a connection in any event. I hesitate to say that you're building a relationship. Sometimes you do. Like some of, I would say, like my closest friends or at least tight acquaintances, let's say that, I've met because of podcasting. I would otherwise never know them. But I've spent several hours over the years going back and forth, either them interviewing me, me interviewing them, and it's led to other opportunities. The reason why I hesitate is because sometimes you'll be on a show and they've interviewed a thousand guests. So it's not like they have a relationship with all of those people, but it is a great way to get to network and to get in front of and to ask questions and to pick the brain of the expert who it is you're trying to reach. I think some less important reasons, like reasons I would not say are good reasons to start a podcast is don't do it if you think like it's just what you should do. Don't do it because it seems like it would be fun or a hobby. I mean, unless you have nothing else to do with your time. And lastly, do not start a podcast if your goal is to make money from the podcast. I mean, there's a possibility that you will. There's a very real possibility that you will, but you want to do it the right way. And it's very difficult today to get your show to monetize if you have a small following. Unless, of course, you're doing it the way that we teach. And this is not a plug for the Marketing Impact Academy, but I do want you to know if you are an MIA member, that's something we do teach inside the Academy is how can you monetize a podcast from the get-go? Like before you have an email list, before you have a big following before you can secure advertisers because today getting advertisers for your show is much more difficult than it was back in the day. In some regards, it's easier in that a lot of brands and marketing agencies recognize that this is the play. People are listening to podcasts. They're watching podcasts on YouTube. They're discovering people on podcasts because we're kind of overwhelmed and sick and tired of the one minute, two minute, like constant new content and just, you know, so much information in our face, it can feel very overwhelming. And so a lot of people are tuning in and listening to podcasts. Advertisers realize that. Advertisers also realize that the average consumer is going to have a more connected level of trust with someone who they've spent hours with them in their ear. That's a completely different relationship than someone who I follow on Instagram and they look really cute and they post great photos. Am I right or am I right? So in some regards, there are more brands who are advertising on podcasts, but because it is so competitive, you do need to know how to get the attention of advertisers, how to negotiate your rates, how to create a pitch deck. And again, all of that is included in if you're an MIA member. If not, You know, these are the things you need to figure out. I'm sure we've done a past podcast on a lot of those things. The next thing I think you need to ask yourself, is this the right time for me to start a podcast? As I always say to my students, is this the next right step? Because it's certainly a step. 
I would recommend almost anyone who's got a business, if you have an interest, I think having a podcast is awesome, but not until you have certain things in place. And I'm a stickler on this. I just, I need to say this to you as your bossy older sister. Don't you dare start a podcast until you have your shit in order. Okay. Like don't do it just because everyone else is doing it. It's going to take up so much time and it doesn't make any sense for you to do that if you haven't done some of the basics. So what are some of those basics? First of all, do, do you as a brand, do you know who your target audience is? Like who is it specifically that demographic that you're speaking to? And I don't just mean the age and the gender, but I mean like, what is their problem? What is their personality? Why are they tuning into you? Like, what is it you want to help them with? You need to know that. You don't have to know your niche before you start a podcast, but it's going to be really difficult for you to make a mark if you don't have a niche. So you got to figure out your niche. And then you've also got to figure out like, okay, what about my email list? And I just want to mention this about niche because I've heard a lot of, especially young entrepreneurs will say like, don't worry about your niche, just start. Just start and your niche will kind of evolve, but do fully understand who it is you want to talk to. I think the number one reason why people aren't able to like launch their thing or have a successful side hustle or really even scale their business the way that they need to is because they really struggle to know what is my niche. And people think that niche is their industry. Well, like I'm in fitness. That's my niche. No, 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 no. That's an industry. Even if you were to say I'm a personal trainer, well, that's a subcategory of an industry. But your niche is something very specific. It is specifically what you do within that category, within that industry that is unique and nuanced to you. And people are so afraid to do this because they think if I niche down too much, well, then aren't I going to exclude certain customers? I'm just telling you, I'm telling you, you need to niche down. And if you know that too, but you've struggled with it, I want to invite you to do a workshop style training that myself and Brock have created that literally walks you through the questions you need to ask yourself And we give you enough time to answer those questions so you can fully understand, like really drill it down and get really clear about your niche, who it is you serve, how it is you're different, what makes you unique. This is what's going to take your business, your side hustle, whatever it is to the next level. This workshop is free and it shouldn't be because it's one of the most valuable things that you can walk through. It's one of the most valuable things you can identify. You can attend this training for free right now by going to instaclubhub.com forward slash niche, N-I-C-H-E. Again, that's instaclubhub.com forward slash niche. And do yourself a favor when you're watching this, make sure you have a pen and a piece of paper and no distractions because this is a next level training. Again, instaclubhub.com forward slash niche. Just start and your niche will kind of evolve, but do fully understand who it is you want to talk to. There's been times when the podcast was just so much and I couldn't rationalize continuing with the podcast when there were so many things I needed to fix in my business. There were people I needed to have in place, programs that needed to be improved, opt-ins that needed to be improved. I mean, there were just so many systems that were broken and the podcast at that time really wasn't generating a lot of income for us. And then on top of that, I was just going through a season with my kids, like they were in high school and super duper busy. And I'm like, what am I doing? So I I literally took a break completely from podcasting for a period of time. And I was okay with that because again, it wasn't really making me money. So I say that to you because 
so often we feel like we're quitters if we start something and walk away. But I think it makes us winners when we know when it's time to take a break, when we know when to evaluate the pros and the cons and make a informed decision to take a break, to step away, to do something different. That does not make you a quitter. That makes you a winner. And I asked myself all those pros and cons, and it was very clear the decision to take a break from podcasting was very clear. Coming back to it, I also had to answer a ton of questions. And some of those are the things I'm going to share with you now so that you walk into this, making sure you have all of your ducks in a row before you even start. Okay. So the next thing I need to make sure that you've done before you even start your podcast is you know what your brand is and your brand reputation, like your voice, how you speak, how you show up, because there's nothing worse than starting your podcast, which by the way, I'm going to tell you, you need to do that with the YouTube and not truly knowing who you are. And it's just so apparent, especially when you're on camera, people have like this different persona, like they speak in a different way. It just feels so rehearsed, phony, not real. And you've just got one opportunity to connect with people and show up as your real authentic self. I mean, I know early in the podcasting days, a lot of people read a script. I could never do that. Like it just, I can always tell. Are you with me? I can always tell when somebody's reading a script. And while there are some podcasts, like it's a news podcast where I appreciate that they do that. I think when you are trying to connect with your brand, it's really important that we hear you without a script. Also, before you launch your podcast, if you're going to do it the way I tell you to do it, you need to have a website in place. You need to have a place to send people. You need to have a reason why people are going to join your email list. Because if someone's going to spend that much time with you, eventually they're going to forget that you have a podcast. Eventually they're going to stop listening. It just happens. And you need a way to connect with them that ultimately you have control over, and that is your email list. So make sure you've got that website in place. And then you want to make sure before you launch your podcast, you've got a reason why people are opting in. Like, what are you giving them? Is it a weekly newsletter? Why do I care about a weekly newsletter? You got to tell me why it's that good. Or you've got to give me a freemium, otherwise known as an opt-in. So a reason why, like go to my website and I'm going to give you the top 10 ways to crush your copywriting with ChatGPT. I don't know, whatever it is. You've got to give your particular audience something that solves a problem that's related to that avatar, to that target audience that you're trying to reach. And then ultimately, I would love for you to wait to start this podcast until you have something or you know what it is you want to sell. Like, what is it you want to offer? What is it you want to help people with? And then the last and final question I want you to ask yourself is, do I have time to do this right now? And if I have enough time to do this, is this a thing I should be spending my time on? Or are there other things that you need to fix, systems you need to have in place, programs you need to develop, people you need to bring onto your staff or your team, things you need to learn? Like, is this the next thing you need to do? That's a really important question. It's one that we answer. Again, it's like a reoccurring theme inside the Marketing Impact Academy. Is like, I don't want people taking a step and working really, really hard only to realize, oh, I shouldn't have been doing this first. There was something else. I needed to do before this and knowing how to do those things and then evaluating if this next thing you want to do is the right step. It takes practice. 
And if that's something you're struggling with, again, I would suggest for those of you who are MIA members, jump in there and jump back into your itinerary. Look at your playbook, figure out what it is that may be a step you may have skipped over. And if that's something that you need help with, you can click the link below in the description for the show for the Marketing Impact Academy. We are, I don't think we're open at the moment. All right, once you've given yourself the green light to start your podcast, now what do you do? Okay, the first thing you need to do is come up with a show name, right? Well, no, absolutely not. Before you come up with your show name, I want you to come up up with a list of 30 niche-related topics, if possible, or at least 30 topics that your target avatar would really want to hear, that you could be excited about. If you can't come up with 30 different topics, it's not time to start a podcast. I think the Shalene Show, we're over a thousand. I have no idea how many we are here at Build Your Tribe, but if you can't come up with 30, we're in trouble. The next thing you have to do is figure out where you're going to host your podcast. Some popular hosting platforms include Libsyn. That's where we currently host our podcast. Podbean, Buzzsprout, Anchor, Spreaker, and even Google Podcasts. I know a lot of people, I would say the two that most of my friends have are either Libsyn or Buzzsprout, but it's personal preference. And of course, they all fluctuate the price depending upon how many downloads and the size of your show to start with. By the way, if you're getting something out of this episode, if you found Build Your Tribe to be something that's very useful in building your side hustle, growing your business, I would love for you to take a moment and double check to see if in fact you are subscribed to the show. All right. So the next thing you'll need to do is start a YouTube channel. Listen, YouTube channel, this is probably one of the biggest mistakes that we made, is I did not start a YouTube channel soon enough for both of our podcasts, even though I've been being told for years by the expert, Sean Cannell, you need to put your podcast show on YouTube. I didn't. And because of that, other people took the audio and posted it to YouTube and they built these huge YouTube channels with my content. It's so hard to get them taken down. I didn't create a YouTube channel because I felt like there was so much pressure to have different graphics and all the crazy editing, all the pressure to have a cute blouse on and be in the right scene and setting and blah, 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 all the things. And eventually I just said, all I have to do is take a shower and put on some makeup. It's fine. I've got two cheap lights. They're like $36. We'll talk about all the equipment that you need for a a video slash inexpensive podcast, a podcast you could even do while you're traveling. In fact, I'm recording this podcast while I'm traveling. I'm going to continue doing that too, as my husband and I are traveling for nine months. Like right now we are in Miami, Florida, but in just a few weeks time, we will be in, I don't know, maybe we'll be in the South of France. Maybe we'll be in Greece. Maybe we'll be in Italy. We're going to Europe and we're going to have fun. And I just had to let go of this misconception that I had to like, it had to be all or nothing. The truth is, once you've answered all the questions and you've set up those foundational pieces that I discussed in the beginning of this, then it's go time. Like, don't overthink it. Just start your YouTube channel. Don't worry about it being perfect. Don't worry about it being amazing lighting or overdoing the editing. In fact, if you want to listen to this episode that I did with Sean Cannell of Think Media, this is the one where he just really like, like literally pounded it into my head. You've got to start a YouTube channel for both your podcasts. And I think you're going to find this video very compelling. I think you're going to be convinced that you need to do the same. And you're also going to feel a little bit of a relief in that you don't have to put as much into production as you perhaps you think you do or like 
a lot less than I thought I did. All right, the next thing you have to do is figure out a, a realistic publishing schedule. What's realistic for you in terms of your mental health? Do you have people on your team or have you found consultants who can do a lot of this heavy lifting for you? So if you're talking about doing all the editing yourself and uploading the videos to YouTube, uploading the audio feed to the RSS feed on the platform where you're hosting the podcast, interacting with your community on Facebook. If you're planning on doing like all the things, one episode a week is a lot. How many hours? It depends. For a 30-minute show for a brand new podcaster, I would say you could expect to spend, including a video, I would say you could expect to spend no less than five to seven hours. That's realistic. And once you get better at it, and that's including your preparation, right? Setup, downloading, uploading, etc. I just think that's realistic. So know your schedule, know how much mentally you can handle and where this ranks in terms of priorities for your business. Then after you've done that, a publishing schedule, you've come up with like 30 topics, you know your brand, you know your niche, your website, etc. Then you can do some brainstorming around the name for your show. Some quick advice for you. I'd love for you to just call it something to do with your name because that's never going to change. Like with most of us entrepreneurs, by the time it's said and done, we're going to do like 19 different things, right? So I don't know if Brock would have gone that far if his podcast was called Snapchat Brock. Because at the time he was just doing Snapchat, right? So I love for you to either create a name, like build your tribe that says something, but more importantly, I'd love for you to brand it around your name because then it could be about any topic, right? There's so many shows now that all sound the same, like level up, big success, going for it, boss babe beauties, whatever, like all these names that like they don't really mean anything and there's so many podcasts that have very, very similar names. So the one thing that you want people to remember is your name. That's just my two cents worth. Next, let's talk about software. I use Audacity. I prefer to record on Audacity. I'm recording this right now on a program called Squadcast. We are looking into other platforms for recording. There's Riverside, Squadcast, StreamYard. So some great platforms. I love StreamYard, by the way. But you want a crisp video. I'm just, again, just using my laptop, no fancy cameras, etc. But you want to be able to record something. And then in terms of editing your audio, the program Audacity is free. I just love Audacity, but I started with it back in 2014. So I'm sure there's better programs. I know a lot of people like to use GarageBand or free software. You just don't need to necessarily be an audio engineer. And if anything, I would highly, highly recommend. This is probably the most important thing I can tell you is don't become an audio engineer. I did this in the beginning because I thought I was saving time and money. Also because I thought like, well, only I will know like what words I want to chop out. Here's what I do. When I make a mistake on video, on camera, when I'm recording, I go like this and I start over. That way, my audio engineer can see the spike and can see where he wants to cut that out. He knows when I said something like blah, 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 and I tripped over my words, I just go and I say it again. And it's a really simple way so I don't have to start and stop. If you start and stop when you're recording a podcast, it will take freaking forever. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. And don't try to edit it yourself. Literally, for pennies on the dollar, you can find incredible audio engineers on Upwork and Fiverr. So give a couple of them a try. Find somebody you really like working with. I love working with 
consultants who are overseas. That way I can finish it in the evening. And by the time I wake up, they've already edited during their workday. And by the time I wake up in the morning, it's already done and ready for me to review. I outsource every part of the show now, except for the most of actually even some of the research, I will outsource some of that. But you know, the prep for the show, I have to do recording the show. That's me. Everything else is outsourced. And that is what makes it possible for us to keep up with the schedule that we do. I produce two shows, or Brock and I produce two shows on Build Your Tribe. We were doing three shows on The Shaleen Show, but we cut back to two when we added YouTube video. And then in addition to that, I do one Patreon per week. I love Patreon. I love Patreon. Patreon, I just record like literally from my phone. There's no video. It's so fun. And it's a fun little revenue source too, by the way. Now, in terms of the equipment that you need to start, oh my gosh, you guys, again, we spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on fancy equipment that you don't need. So if you want to know how to start your podcast on a shoestring budget, check out this episode of Build Your Tribe, where Brock describes exactly what you need to start your podcast, even a podcast where you need to travel on a shoestring budget. After you've figured out, all right, what's my name for my show? You've got your platform where you're going to host it. Then you need to set up your RSS feed. I would love for you to not try to figure this out yourself. I would love for you to hire someone on Fiverr or Upwork or whatever marketplace where you're looking for freelancers and hire someone to do all of that for you. They've done it a million times. It'll take you 10 times longer to do it and you'll probably mess it up because this is not your thing. Let somebody else set that up for you. That will give you time to do the thing that I bet you are really, really good at, which is coming up with kind of a marketing and promotion plan around the launch of your podcast, right? So this is key. The second you realize, all right, this is happening, we're gonna do this, I need you to bring your audience in along for the ride on this journey. Like let them, you know, let them see content of behind the scenes of you researching it. Quiz them, ask them, hey, what topics? Here's, you know, five topics I'm considering. Put a question sticker on your Instagram stories and ask them, what type of content, what type of shows would you love to hear from me? Give them some ideas. Let them give you some ideas. Get them involved in the process so that they are, they're rooting for you and they feel like they're a part of this process. Involve your community as much as possible. Also, once you do launch the show, then I want you to come up with creative ways to get your most engaged followers and people who are on your email list to help spread the word. Like get them to share the show, create some type of a promotion or maybe a surprise contest or, or just a surprise shout out to anyone who listens to the show, leaves a review, writes a review and, and make sure that they've also subscribed to the show. There's so many ways that you can involve your community. After you start getting reviews for your show, then I want you to start reading a few of those reviews on the show so that people know not only does it matter, but you're reading those reviews. In fact, I'm going to read one of ours right now. This review comes from Inactride, who says, you guys have been a huge part of helping me grow my business with all your expertise on Instagram, growing your following, growing your business. This is so helpful. Thank you so much. I appreciate all that you do. Well, I very much, we very much appreciate any time you leave a review for the show. By the way, if you want to do that on a specific episode, you can do that on any, whatever podcast app you're listening to the show on, or if you want to just drop us a comment or like, it's always appreciated. Okay, so now that you have your marketing plan in place and you've got some ideas around the promotion and the pre-launch of your podcast show, now you've got to record some shows. And 
I've heard a lot of different opinions about how many shows you should launch with. So at the time that I'm recording this, I think 10 is a great number to launch with. And here's why. If you can launch with more than that, great. But that's a lot to record, right? And if you launch with 10 episodes, every single person that subscribes to your show is going to count as 10 downloads. Whereas today, someone who joins Build Your Tribe, they're only going to get today's episode, right? Like you're just listening to today's episode. And if you're watching this on YouTube, then it's not even going to count as a, a download from my Libsyn stats. So when you launch with 10 episodes, now people are like, okay, this is someone, I get a sense of what their content's about. This is someone who's serious about it. This is someone who's going to stick around and they're going to download all of those at the same time. So you're going to have like a nice little explosion of a ton of downloads all on one day. So a lot of hype should come into your social media, your email list, wherever you can to let people know like what the date of the big launch is. Make it a big deal. I would love to have you listen to the episode we did with one of the co-founders of Mind Pump Media. This is with Sal Stefano, and he is, I mean, their show is crushing, crushing podcasts in a super competitive category, which is fitness. They're number one, like week after week after week. And in this episode, he shares like all the mistakes they made at the beginning and what really 18 months ago helped them to skyrocket to the top of the charts. And he's so forthcoming in the things that they did wrong, things that they did right. So I think that you'll really enjoy that episode too. If you're considering starting out, it's great to learn from somebody else's mistakes because then you don't have to experience that pain. Now, listen, if you're just listening to this, send me or Brock an Instagram story and let us know in our next Build Your Tribe episode, would you like for us to talk about Patreon, like how to have a paid podcast opportunity? And there are platforms other than Patreon that we can talk about. Or would you rather learn about what it takes to get paid sponsorship advertisers for your show or maybe something else? completely unrelated to podcasting. Let me know because we will definitely be reading those. We very much appreciate the time you spent with us here. I mean, there are a lot of other podcasts you could be listening to. So thank you for spending your time with us. It is my goal, as always, to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun and then be done. And I did it.